What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning into this week's brand new edition of the Party Up Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Derek Bigmosh, and with me, as always, some beardy to love, Mr. John Donatio. What's up, John? What's going on, my dude? Nothing much, man. Excited to be here. And also with us, gonna shock them, Miss Katie McKinley. What's up, Katie? What's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much. Uh, so I am trying to fight my way through a cold. So like- I, I, yeah, you probably tell. Um, so I apologize uh, more so than usual for the quality of my voice and the things that I have to say this week. Um, <laughs> Please don't hawk a loogie in the middle of the podcast. I, I, I might gag. No, <laughs> no, no I'll, I'll be okay. But uh, you'll hear me uh, minimally this week. So I'm going to get through this first portion of the show as we normally do uh by thanking first off all the listeners uh for tuning in we appreciate you guys uh the first couple of episodes have seen fantastic numbers uh as far as listenership so we want to definitely say thank you for everybody that's been tuning in it means a lot to us um and then of course you know if you haven't already uh been keeping in the loop besides listening uh please please go out there add us on twitter at Party Up Tweets is the new handle. Um, you, of course, can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Party Up Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at the Party Up Podcast. So this way you guys can continue to stay in the loop with everything show wise, uh, be part of our conversations and future topics, and uh, and just be part of the fun. Uh, this, uh, this week, I, I don't even want to say this week, this month is uh going to be a special series of shows. Yeah. Uh, March is Women's Month. And Hell yeah. yeah, and <laughs> in honor of that and the strong women we all know and love and women across the world, uh we yeah. are going to be focusing on um the role of women and our fav- some of our favorite characters in uh video games, anime, uh film, pop culture. Uh, so it's definitely going to be fantastic doing all that. We have a bunch of treats uh, f- in store for uh, everyone this month. Each show is going to be hosting a little bit, uh, something a little bit different. Um, and this week, actually, John, you're going to be taking the reins. We're going to be discussing uh, everything video games, uh, and yes, you've sir. actually uh, you've brought a guest uh, this yes, week. So I'm going to let you take over. I'm going to take a break and try to breathe. And it's it's all yours. Okay, so our guest today is a woman named Angelina who is working on... Well, you know what? I'll have her introduce herself. Angelina, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. For, thank you for coming. Yes. <laughs> um, I, like many other game devs, reside in Seattle. And we have a thriving group of creatives here. It's really wonderful to live and work in um you know such a great environment and the weather is unpredictable but we make do <laughs> that, we have a small Seattle yeah, weather. it is um we have a small studio of about 10 people um okay. not including the sound team and voice actors it actually gets bigger and bigger as you um, include contract work so it is always kind of changing and different and we all wear a lot of different hats and we're about roughly half female at work so that's really nice awesome. it's nice. so refreshing yeah absolutely what's what's the name of the studio exoto games 
Exoto Games. You all remember that. Exoto Games. Um, they, they also released um, Guncraft as their first title. Oh, Guncraft was theirs? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I know that one. Um, so, tell you know what? Go, tell us a little bit about your your past, how you got to the point you are now in Seattle. Let, let's go through some of your early beginnings and and career. Sure. Um, so I graduated um, from the University of Washington in Seattle, and Go then ahead. I decided to pursue my dream of living overseas. So I settled on Japan because it seemed like they paid the <laughs> highest amount of money. <laughs> we That's just awesome. literally <laughs> said this last week. That yeah. we need to all try, like go somewhere overseas, and Japan was the place that we oh, yeah. all that we all agreed on. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, I was able to pay off like all my student loans in their entirety during my time there. So that was wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Oh my I'm still paying mine off. <laughs> yeah, I just started. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, that's incredible. Um, so, all right. So you moved to Japan. What were you doing in Japan? So basically working in Japan, it goes like this. You get the humanitarian um, visa, which okay. applies to teachers. And you get like your home base school. And you work for about a couple hours a day, uh, quote unquote, teaching, being right. the, the token <laughs> foreigner in the room. <laughs> and then you basically have the rest of the day to do whatever you please to pursue your side hustles, your personal creative pursuits. And that's basically what I did. I started working for wedding and modeling companies. Um, I worked in tourism. I wrote articles. I studied Japanese. Basically, whatever they were going to pay me to do in the tourism yeah. industry, I was like, yeah, heck yeah, I'll do that. That's awesome. That is so cool. Right? Like, I'm jelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. Okay, so you were there for how long again? I was there for seven years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Why, why did you come back? <laughs> yeah, I would have right? stayed. Like, yeah, Japan sounds awesome. Yeah, although it seems like a utopia in many ways, um, foreigners do face discrimination. Ultimately, like a wage ceiling exists. Yeah. They oh. often like refuse to incorporate you into formal roles in companies. There's a lot of you're literally just there for um, celebrated diversity, but not like actual diversity. Wow. <laughs> Sounds so, familiar. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and you know, boohoo, poor white girl faced a little bit of racism in Japan, but it was, you know, <laughs> isolating. No, I mean, it's still, it's still disappointing to hear, you know, like it's not necessarily like a boohoo story. It's just like, oh, there are dicks there too. Great. Yeah, I don't think anywhere is like a perfect society. And honestly, as soon as I moved back, I was like USA number one forever. <laughs> like, it's been so great being back, honestly. And my parents are Russian immigrants. And honestly, I feel so cheesy saying this, but America is like the best country in the world. I do think that. USA, USA, USA. Oh my god, I want to move out. So I, mean, <laughs> I, I, li I like the fact that John left the other half of that out. Because well, because you'd have to bleep it. So <laughs> right, are we sticking? By the way, did everybody appreciate the cat noises from last week, or was that too oh, much? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't mind them so much. I I think I prefer a a traditional bleep, but yeah, I mean, same. the cat noises were okay. But well, we're doing good so far. So we're doing good so All far. All right, back to uh, the interview. <laughs> back to the interview. Um, yeah. All right, so, so you were you yeah. were in uh, Japan for seven years. Um, you were doing all kinds of 
basically everything over there right there other than you know you know that you actually got into that you didn't really want to leave but you were like nah I'm, I'm out of here oh you know one of my favorite jobs there aside from doing like the marketing with the wedding company was working at uh, mitsubishi electric doing okay. general consulting work like right after the election when trump was elected all <laughs> of the senior level executives from mitsubishi were just like so the price of copper had also just like gone through the roof they had mm -hmm. to like completely reinvent like a bunch of different products as a result of that so they're still reeling from that and then trump gets elected and they were like angelina what's gonna happen like what does this mean for the world for the economy i'm like Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out. Beyond my pay grade right <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah, they but, like, immediately uh, turn to you and they're just like, yo, white girl, what's up? What's going on over there? As if you're the representative of your entire country. Direct right. line to the president. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me just call him on the phone. Yeah. Oh so I find um, the work that I do now in Seattle, like the creative work um, on the game to be incredibly like satisfying in a way that teaching overseas was not. So right. um, I love that in the video game industry, they're drawing so much attention now to mental health awareness, also yes. like inclusivity and, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, authentic diversity, not tokenism. <laughs> yes. Not just doing it for, 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 for its sake, for its own sake there. Yeah, so I'm such like just a fan of the culture and the world that I exist in now. It's awesome. been really magical. Well, then it makes sense why you came back. I, I think that was yeah. a good a good career move then. Um, so you're working with Exoto Games, and you're working on a game called Elo Hell. Yes. Which okay. for the, I got okay, so, to butt in here for a second. Hold on. I'm sorry. I got to butt in for a second. Sure, of course. Because when John first sent us like your, your little bio for like information for the interview and everything like that, he was like, "Yeah, this is the you know the game that they're working on," and immediately the first thing that came out of my mouth was "LOL." And <laughs> I know that's wrong, but every, I don't know why every time I see 100%. it in print, Hello. I want "LOL," and I, I don't know why. Is there right, one well, of the okay. possibilities that that can be the new way to pronounce it? Because I think it's. I think it's just way better. That's just my well, opinion. I have some great news for you. 3% oh. of all all uh, convention goers pronounce it that way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you're not yes. alone. You're not, I'm not you're alone. alone. There not are alone dozens dumb. of us. Um, okay, so for those that don't know, ELO hell in general as a term, uh, which some people call MMR hell, uh, it's it's used for like games like MOBAs and uh, you know other online multiplayer games with competitive modes, things like Overwatch or Halo or Call of Duty or any of those things that have uh, that have a competitive mode. And it's basically when or, you know League of Legends is a huge a huge one. Um, it's basically when uh, the matchmaking spectrum matches you with like a terrible group. So you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking I, about. Oh, you I mean play. every matchmaking <laughs> system in the world right, so ever? If, so it's, you know, whether it's bad teammates or new players or, you know, something that's quote unquote out of your control. Blueberries, um, we wall lickers. Out about it. Right. Right. The wallpaper lickers that, that end up on your team. Um, so when you're trying to climb ranks as an esports player or uh, someone who takes the competitive world very seriously, uh, when you're trying to climb ranks, 
um, the not so good players <laughs> drag you down into this hell that you cannot climb out of, and it's very violating. Um, and that's what they call it, Elo Hell. It's oh it's, my goodness, uh, yeah, that's that's the term. I think uh, our old co-host Juan was stuck in that Elo Hell all throughout yeah. the first phases of Overwatch when we all started yeah. playing because he when would you're, when you're every going time. From- when you're going from gold to platinum or platinum yes. and higher, you're mm-hmm. like you, you oh, yeah. get into that that group and they uh-huh. just drag your SR down uh-huh. every match over and over again, and that's the hell you can't get out. <laughs> so, oh so now that we know what Elo Hell is, uh, Angelina, let's talk about your Elo Hell. Let's talk about your game. Um, How did you guys get started? Where, where did this the whole idea come from? Well. I think we've been in development for about three and a half years at the exact same time, approximately, when esports were blowing up on the main main stage. You know, I'm talking about uh, League of Legends, right. uh, you know, Fortnite came out a couple of years later, right? Like three right. four years yeah. later. Mm-hmm. It would be like League, Dota, and then you had some shooters like, um, like I think Call of Duty and Halo had just made the scene. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our producer John had just finished uh, Guncraft, and that was uh, that successful enough to fund the current project. And he just thought to himself, like, there's something special about esports. I really want to develop something about that. So we created the meta game inside of our game, which is like a deconstructed StarCraft called Echo right. Star. <laughs> and that was in development for three years. And then we decided we want to actually tell the stories of the esports players and envelop the metagame in this narrative telltale style game very clever nice yeah i love all the telltale games so anything that has any semblance of that just makes me (laughs) feel so at home (laughs) yeah it's a choose your own adventure it's also comedy so we want to explore like um you know the situational humor of esports conventions all the different jobs and industry things that have sprung out of the insane money that's in esports if you guys ever want a uh, a new idea for a spin-off derek and i have come up with a show that may not get made but if you guys read my mind read right? my mind yes we called it we called it e-dads oh, and, it was, and it was about the competitive esports world that uh remember this is all legal by the way binding that we came up with this idea anyway Pure legal Jeez. stuff. Uh, so, um, all all the, <laughs> the the this dad who wanted his kid to be into sports and he wasn't, and he's you know just plays video games and he finds out what esports are and he freaks out and becomes like a sports dad on the sidelines through esports. And it was like we came up with all these scenarios and you know whatever. So that was our idea. So if you guys I, ever want to do a chapter two, much, you let us yeah. know. I think we pretty much uh, like fleshed out a, a almost full pilot episode <laughs> yeah, almost. In, in, in the chat. So if uh, if there's any way we can get that in the works, I'm oh all for gosh. it. Oh my gosh! Listen, I'm all for it. Let me read it first before you show that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's got to give her seal of approval first. I got to yeah, proofread right. it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. So as, as, as being a woman in the community, um, this is like what's really important to me, uh, is how has your experience been, um, especially now that you're with this company and you know, your, your journey through um, video game, the video, video game industry um, as a woman, like 
what what has your experience been like? Because if it's anything similar to what mine has been or what I'm sure other women Many who women are listening, probably. yeah, um, have experienced, it's uh, it's it can yeah. be challenging. <laughs> And it's funny because sometimes I do have to talk to like the men around me in this industry and say, you know, women aren't just trying to be negative by talking about their experiences. We're saying this to protect and empower future women that may be in a similar position and don't think that they deserve a voice Mm -hmm. to talk about, um, you know, how they feel about gatekeeping or, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to tell women like, hey, don't let anyone gatekeep you from gaming or the gaming industry. You know, if you're super passionate about something in gaming, whatever aspect of the industry it may be, pursue that like wholeheartedly and don't let anyone discourage you, put you down online. There's a huge increase in stalking and online harassment lately. Oh yeah. So psychologically exhausting as a woman to know that I have at least five stalkers out there right now. Jesus. And post gets judged, evaluated, screenshotted, reposted, ridiculed. It's a lot psychologically to completely block it out and ignore. But there are a lot of online bullies out there. That's like a superpower as far as I'm concerned that you can even do that. I mean, you kind of have to. It's like fight or flight mode at that point because if you let it bother you, then it's literally going to take over your whole life. It's either don't participate or learn to deal. Exactly. That's so upsetting. That's crazy, yeah. I don't, I've never understood that. I've never understood how, like, we're all here to enjoy ourselves and have a good time and to, you know, contribute to the community and to the fact that women, um, you know, are either faced with just these difficulties that men aren't dealing with or, like, they're just held back or anything like that is so mind-blowing to me. Well, and... I think often it's not even like a gender divisive issue. Mm -hmm. It's simply the fact that um, online bullying is not uh, policed, addressed. There's no way to enforce it or prevent it. And sometimes it is women bothering other women. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's men bothering women. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Just don't bully people online. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. Right. And that's the thing is like, you know, with everything, especially in this community, because I mean, the gaming community does have the history of toxicity and of, Mm -hmm. you know, it being a man's club and, you know, all that fun stuff and everything with Gamergate and all that nonsense and just all of the disgustingness that comes out of that. Like, I mean, I feel like, especially as you were talking about with the inclusivity you know, and the representation being added in games now and them adding more POC characters and with backstories that are absolutely fantastic, you know, more female characters, you know, more um, protagonists that aren't straight white men. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I absolutely think that we are making a change and it's because there are people that grew up with this bullying, you know, with video games that are now, I can do something about this. Let me push forward and you know, create something that I would have liked to have seen, you know, as a young kid and vice versa. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things that it's super important to understand that like there there isn't just one type of person playing these games, you know? Like you need right. to you need to broaden, you know, like everyone plays these. These are these are for everyone. And when, you know, they they have those the discussions where they say, "Oh, uh, like Overwatch characters when um they they talked about um 
what's his name just being soldier 76 Sol- soldier 76 thank you uh mm-hmm. just openly gay and they're like oh they're just pandering it's like no, no. people <laughs> need these characters to connect with like you've been connecting with characters for years like let someone else have a turn yeah, yeah. absolutely and you know i i wanted to ask too how you said that you um at least half of your staff are female mm-hmm. that's amazing how does that's that awesome how does that feel to be a part of that and to feel as if like, because I know even if you are in a group, you know, that is predominantly male and you are comfortable, there's still that 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 different sort of comfortable when you're with, you know, a very female centric um, work for work area. And especially in this specific industry yeah. alone, how does how is that? How does that feel? Honestly, I take it for granted. I when I worked in Japan, too, whenever I did marketing jobs and that type of work, I was always in an all-female environment. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just never thought it was special until I started um, doing interviews for the game, honestly. And then people mm-hmm. were like, wow, a woman in gaming. And I'm like, what? It's not a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> We've been around for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, right. um, I think women just want to not be like discredited immediately. And I think the gatekeeping thing Mm-hmm. is probably the the biggest obstacle we face in like a male dominated workplace mm-hmm. especially because you know i probably you know second guess myself like imposter syndrome like oh do i oh, know yeah. enough to warrant like talking over someone else in this situation mm-hmm. and sometimes it is like the loudest room or sorry the loudest voice in the room gets the most attention and i have to decide if i'm you know in the mood to make a fuss about saying something right, right. Yeah, always I, I make a fuss. That. Always say always. something. <laughs> yeah. Always. You're better than that. Always, always do. <laughs> um, do you do you transfer any of that? Like, do the writers, since especially having a half female staff, do we see a lot of that in uh, Elo Hell? Do we see like the struggle almost for some of the women characters that they have to break through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, our our two female characters. Um, one of them is also competitive she's a gamer and she's constantly you know the harshest i guess like verbally Mm -hmm. she's always kind of on the defense so she's putting down boys but i mean (laughs) not in like in a funny way she's not gonna take their crap ever good (laughs) and then the other uh female like main character is in like drama club and she's super outgoing so we want to not have like quiet, timid female characters. That's really important. Nice. It sounds like you you hired the cast of Two Broke Girls, is what you sound. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We've never drawn that comparison in the studio. We, uh, we're big fans of big fans of How Much Your Mother. Big fans of The oh, Office. Same. <laughs> so we love um, yeah situational comedy and kind awesome. of sticking to four main sets. So it's revolving around the dialogue a lot. I have a funny, it's not, it's not haha funny, but I was living in Japan for so long. I didn't really know what Twitter was. So I got back on Twitter when I started my job at Exoto Games. And I was like, okay, I can figure this out. And I was just kind of getting into these like dark holes, you know. Just, <laughs> like, okay, let me just look at everything. What yeah. can I click on? So I found this guy and I was like, you know, he'd be perfect for one of our characters because it said he does a podcast in his bio. I was like, well, he already has all the voice acting equipment. So I just reached out to him. He was like, he'd never done voice acting before. And he was like, how in the heck did you find me? And like, I really (laughs) like your game. I'm like, I don't know, dude, just one day clicking around. So (laughs) 
one of my favorite voice actors that we have, Marcus Stewart. He's in Florida and he's been a game industry veteran for about 10, maybe longer than that, just in game journalism. He was um, a game informer, really cool individual who's been, you know, big fan of games, lifelong gamer. And he's just so, so funny. He brings a lot to character. It's like he plays the jock that reluctantly gets into gaming. (laughs) 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 So he's always making fun of the nerds, but then he's actually super. But he's super closeted nerd. And he gets swept up in the the esports tournaments and the crowd energy. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. I love it. That's familiar, John. I know, right? It sounds (laughs) like my life. Great minds. Do you guys enjoy Great competitive minds. gaming? Do you go to those at all? Uh-huh. I do. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we were actually all at the Owls uh, this this last year. Oh wow! Um, Bananas! And, uh, it was so were, good. It was my yeah. as my first esports event. It was certainly. I have a very high expectation. <laughs> just, just I would much rather prefer not to have DJ Khaled at anything. <laughs> um, so oh, I mean, man. everything else. Very high expectations, you know, since. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to um, CSGO Grand yeah. Finals as well. ESL one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to go to more because we have, you know, in New York City, we have the Barclays and they do a lot of esports tournaments yeah. there. Nice. So we're very lucky. And Madison Square Garden is actually going to yeah. start doing stuff soon too, yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have like basically two stadiums for esports almost. So <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's getting a lot bigger here. Um, Katie and I were the hosts of a esports show, uh, highlight show, yeah. Um, where we uh, we put a lot of time and effort into that. We we had gotten swept up in in many um, fun activities for that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and it was just cool to be a part of that that part of the community, especially when it just starts. It has just started to grow, you know, yeah. exponentially. So it was really nice to be a part of that for a little bit. Yeah. So it's yeah. So we're we're definitely it's one of those games that like I as as soon as I sort of so we we met so people know we met only basically through Twitter because of um, uh, constantly calibrating. We were, we were both on their show um, and uh, we just were like we I think you messaged me first actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as and, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was which was awesome. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Like new friends and in the video game industry, and this is amazing. So. Um, so that was definitely why I was like, all right, we definitely have to have, uh, you on the show. Cause you, you, one, you already had, you were like, I see you have a podcast. Let's, let's talk. I was like, all right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, esports is, are, are definitely, I think our thing lately. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with it. So the idea of this game is like kind of intriguing, I think to a bunch of us. Yeah, we hope to make it kind of like a love letter to esports, like a celebration of it. None of the humor is at the expense of the culture, which right. I think Dan Harmon and Good Game was making a lot of the jokes, you know, kind of making gamers look really unattractive. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, that's, because, that's because Dan Harmon is unattractive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, shots fired. No, I'm yeah. not. Oh. He's- <laughs> Funny guy. Listen, Dan, if you want to work together, let me know. I'm just oh first you <laughs> on Hideo Kojima and then right. you first of all. <laughs> Whoa. What? You don't you don't know this story? You don't know this story? No. Are you Do oh, I have to tell this story? You have, you have to, to tell the story. I, I, Hideo Kojima, I literally could sit here and like bow to this man and you just disrespected both him and I 
in one instance. Okay, yeah, first of all. What? Let's relax, all right, hold let's on. relax here a little bit. <laughs> I gotta hear the story real quick. What, it wasn't what is like going I on? told Kojima to go f- himself. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. Yes, you did. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so we were at E3. All right, I guess I'm telling this story. We were at E3, um, and we were at the... Um, What's his new new game coming out? His his new movie. Death Stranding. Are you Thank talking you. about Death, Death Stranding? Death Stranding. Don't you disrespect um, him again? <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. He is a man who wants to make a movie really badly, and no one will let him. I and, know. And and look, it's not that I don't have respect for him. I think what he's done in this industry as a storyteller is fantastic. However. I, I no longer want to play his games. I just want him to make a movie. I'd much rather watch that. Why don't you support uh, his games so that he can make a movie? Because his games are <laughs> That's why. Anyway. Wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. You gonna let me tell the story or not? Fine. Go ahead. I'll shut the <laughs> up. But no, I, oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so the dead are fighting! We, <laughs> we are at... This is our friend anniversary, by the way. So it is. And, um, <laughs> Happy one the, year. The, Happy one year. I love you. And love you um, go f- <laughs> <laughs> so we're at E3 and we are walking around the Death Stranding booth and I see the big uh, Norman Reedus statue that they have, this creepy Norman Reedus statue that they have. And um, and I love Norman Reedus, by the way, but uh, that's the end of the human over there. Um, so we're so we're walking past it and I, I turned to my producer and I turned to my producer and I said, hey, should we get a picture with the Norman Reedus statue? And I'm like, nah, f- that just death stranding kojima and as i say kojima who walks by me right next to me (laughs) face to face kojima holy (laughs) are you kidding dude it was like that movie thing where everything slows down and the only two people moving are me and kojima in a really slow (laughs) slow while everything behind us is moving really fast it's like i was like holy Oh no! Yeah, like an anime face where you're just horrified. Oh my god! I had that big teardrop on the side of my head. Like it was just <laughs> this gut wrenching. I I hope he didn't hear me, but I know he knows the word and I know he knows the word Kojima. Like yeah. there's no way. He yeah, there's know what no I said. way he didn't can hear you. Oh my yeah. god! It's like I the do. classic cartoon thing. You just start, you just yeah. sit there trash talking him. Just you know what? Kojima, blah blah blah, trash he, game, blah blah blah. Right behind me, isn't and it? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. What, it was. <laughs> what are you looking at? Right he's right behind me. me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right like, behind me. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, and I go, "Oh my god, there's no way he heard me." I was like, "But my voice is deep and it is loud, and even if yeah. I'm not trying to be loud, it is loud." It is so, loud. Uh, I know he heard me, and I feel kind of bad about it. But uh, you know what? Who else in their gaming career could say this? <laughs> I don't know how much of a proud moment that is, but yeah. no, it really isn't. But it's oh. um, it is it has happened, and there's nothing I can do about it. If this no. show never gets anywhere, it's because I'm gonna blame you <laughs> for telling Kojima <laughs> to, to go f- himself. Basically, uh, listen, I could have wow. told this off the air. There was no reason you could still edit it out. <laughs> no, uh, no, there's no no. Now that it's out in the public, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, Just the fact oh, that it happened. Now I Listen, know that this show will never it, go anywhere. <laughs> after it happened for about 20 minutes, I had a tweet up that said that exact thing, and I tagged a minute, but then I deleted it. <laughs> Why would, oh, my God. I'm not even going to. Oh, no. I actually uh, said sorry in the tweet. I didn't mean to say it. It was more of a. But you reminded him, hey, yeah. I was the guy that said. 
Yeah. So you literally outed yourself for no Well, he reason. never contacted me, so I assume it's all uh, right. Of course not. I wonder why. <laughs> Every time he faces a new obstacle in his career, he just stares at a fat heads version of your face on his wall. <laughs> on his wall. And, he, just go, and he goes, I, I will overcome. And just like shakes his fist at you at you and just like <laughs> Like you're 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 the op you're the thing he does sit ups to in, in yeah. the montage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I assume at some point we'll have some kind of showdown, but at uh, until then, um, <laughs> I really am. I really somebody needs to make it. this happen. Somebody needs to make this showdown happen. It wasn't happen. like <laughs> it wasn't like I said it in like mean spirited way. It was just like ah, no, f- it. I, I don't want to take a picture with a stupid thing, you know. Like I just want him to make a movie and and stay away from from games for a while. Oh my God. Dig in your own grave, man. No, Jeez. it's fine. Listen, I, I've told the story a couple of times, and people just stare at me blankly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you literally just gave the finger to a god. That's what. That's what happened. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, wow. That's why we're all. That's why we're atheists. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about that on the show. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my goodness. So back to women in the industry and being amazing. Yeah, instead of talking about yourself, kidding. Wow. (laughs) You guys wanted me to. I know. I'm being an a-hole. Go ahead. I know you are. It's okay. I love you, too. You guys are gross. (laughs) (laughs) It's our relationship. Fantastic. Anyway. Uh, any more? Uh, oh, you know what? You talked about the men in your 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 voiceover gang here. Tell us a, a little bit more about the women. Sure. Um, one of our voice actresses, the lead for Lizzie, is Nikki Taylor. She's a big personality in the League of Legends community and in the Twitch community. We're super happy with the work that she does for us. Uh, we're big fans awesome. also of her Twitch channel. Um, oh, yes. We had an exciting new member of our staff come on. Oh, for the cosplayer, so we actually <gasps> took a lot of time to decide which, which voice actress we'd like for the cosplayer role. And we decided on our good friend Cara Corvus. Ooh. Ooh, I have. I think I have. I need to go on Twitter. I think I might follow her. Yeah, so we're super excited. She's been my friend basically since I started working conventions. And just from the get-go, she was always so, 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 so inviting and sweet and like I would open up to her about like the bullying situation that I was facing online and she took the time to give me some really good helpful advice about Aww. dealing with all that and she's just such a sweetheart and she does this for everyone like she always is an ear for everyone in the community who's struggling or who needs help like she's the most helpful sweet kind genuine person I feel like I feel like there needs to be more of that you know what I mean yeah. like it's it's one of those things that like Look, we all enjoy games. I think we need to stop. Like, don't be wrong. We all like to piss on each other and have some fun and competitive, whatever. But like, you know, at the same time, when it comes down to it, it's like I love at the end of most esports things, not not just when they shake hands because that's you know every sport or whatever, but when like you know that they're friends even on opposite teams and they like hug each other, like you know, and they give that like you know really like I see it a lot with the women's teams as well. You know, like that's it's awesome. just it, it's so encouraging to see. Um, so it's it's uh, definitely one of those um, those heart heart you know moments where it's like I'm glad there are other people that do that in the crowd you know mm-hmm. totally uh, and I mean at the end of the day if you were 
really acting up and acting mad, like you're going to just come off looking petty. Come on. Yeah. It's not benefiting you at all to be yeah. toxic. Exactly. I, uh, I don't get it. I don't really understand it, but you know, I guess, you know, it keeps them busy. I don't know. Just stop doing it. <laughs> if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you right? taught you anything, shut your mouth, please, and thank you. <laughs> yes. Especially now it's it's being women's month. Stop it. You tell well, your your mother, tell you, you know, your mother told you to do not do this stuff. Stop doing it. Well, I, I also think the whole thing is with the whole internet culture and everything, you know, the loudest voice going to be heard. It's a positive one or a negative one. And then right. you get the little gremlins that like to jump on the bandwagon um, because they may or may not have a similar feeling. And it's just really annoying because then it's just, it makes the, the internet makes it easy for yes. these things to happen and for things to grow at an exponential rate. And it's just really, it's very tiring and very exhausting when you're on the receiving end of that, especially when all you're trying to do is something that you love and be a part of a community that for the most part is very very good community you know in today's world but you know yeah, it's, it's the best it's ever been oh yeah yeah absolutely it, it's just acknowledge so, that progress yes we've definitely come very very far <laughs> yeah absolutely. i'm thankful yes yeah. me too um and it's good to see because especially at uh like conventions it's no longer um you know, you get to see more women engaging in it, and it's and it's it's so amazing to see whether that's a comic book convention or a gaming convention. Um, they're feeling more comfortable in being there and and showing their nerdy flags, and it's so great. And I'm so happy that that we've gotten to this point so far, and we can go even further. And I can't wait to see where it goes. You know. Yep, and and we we have grown so much, and we still have a lot to do, but we're making making waves, and that's what's important. Um, all right. So with Elo Hell, uh, you guys are in Steam Early Access right now. Yes. And we're going to do full release in July. And I will be at PAX East and TwitchCon Berlin, PAX West, and maybe DreamHack. Awesome. I will also be at PAX East. So I will come and see Ooh. you guys. Awesome. Um, well, you. I'll drop I'll drop by the booth and we'll, we'll hang out a little bit. Yeah. Um, awesome. Do you, so you guys do the conventions. You're doing it in the convention scene. That's great. Um, what are some of the comments that you guys get? uh from like the fans when they start playing this game yeah it's been great you know um we were showing early iterations we showed the meta game and then just in this last uh season at twitchcon san jose showed the full halloween episode uh. and to be honest it was a little bit um like we had this idea to do a big haunted house booth and then we would play the halloween episode inside and we thought we could kind of capture the spirit of halloween and celebrate the season yeah but i think people were left a little bit scratching their heads as to like what the game was <laughs> truly about because it was just this random one-off halloween episode that we wanted right. to because we love halloween so we just got really into halloween that day yeah of course I get that wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah we, we all definitely all get that but um yeah we'll be showing our butts and chairs episode which is exploring chair culture like why do we have like car race chairs for desk chairs now that we're in esports? Because you know? <laughs> they're comfy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, kind of as, fun of that. As of. someone who has a, a an esports slash you know gaming chair, it's uh, yeah. I love my DX racer. They're so yeah. cute. We uh, both Katie and I um, had gotten chairs from a company called Raynor Gaming. Um, they're actually like the actual official esports chair. 
uh, DX Racer didn't actually do, uh, they didn't claim esports. So this company did. Um, and it's called RaynorGaming.com. You can actually use um, uh, 10% off Beardy10 code. Shameless for, plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Um, but uh, they, um, they, the, the seats are incredibly comfortable. And I can sit here and game for hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those, like, I get it. I'm glad somebody made. A, you know something that i can sit in for so long and totally, play my favorite totally. game yeah. there's nothing worse than a bad chair it forces oh, you out of the game it does like but yeah we'll be showing our chair episode at pax awesome. east so I'll, I'll be able to kind of get a my first real look at what people think of a full playable episode that is oh. on brand talking about esports strong focus on okay this is the show that we're setting up about all about what it's like to dive into esports headfirst as a young high school student who really wants to get into the industry and he's grinding a challenger and what is his journey going to look like? Awesome. Well, I'll be there as press, so I'll come by and give you guys a little, uh, nice. Awesome. Um, all right. Uh, tell us anything else that's going on in your life. What, what else is going on? I know you guys oh, got I'm some... just really excited about the local, uh, broadcasters association meetups that we've been having, like yes, Twitch meetups. Twitch meetups for streamers are getting so popular now. I don't know if you guys have the on the East Coast like meetups for industry events. Uh, um, we have we have a few, but they're not as big on the on the East Coast as they are on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. I just got back from the Twitch Vancouver event, and holy balls! <laughs> <laughs> it was like a mini TwitchCon. That's so cool. That's cool. So so fun. They had a big indie section. A lot of indie developers came out. Unfortunately, we didn't exhibit there. Um, we couldn't get our laptop situation together. Uh, and also, we're in Seattle, so like driving every all the equipment up. Yeah. That's a lot. We're like, we'll just go enjoy ourselves and hang out with everyone. And we met so many great people. And the uh, Vancouver Film School is a great uh, backdrop for a big event on that scale. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Do they do it like all the time? Is it like a... They're making that... it into like a every two kind of a thing. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Seattle, we have every month at Gameworks. And then now Portland is doing one. So I go to the Portland events now, the Seattle ones, and the Vancouver ones. Oh, wow. And they're just getting more and more popular as time do goes you, on. Are you starting to see like more and more pockets of women showing up to these? Like female gamers and streamers? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Everyone has their own backstory and experience and this last event i was hanging out with this girl that actually has quite a large following and it was sad to talk to her and realize how lonely it is for a lot of streamers especially gamer girls who really want to connect with other women but women are really competitive with them or whatever yeah it's you know it is hard i think something we don't talk about a lot is like women just aren't that friendly sometimes when you're in a competitive environment and it's all, all people just want to be friends and like be in the community and be accepted. Mm-hmm. But we are living in the real world where resources are, you know, fought over, I guess. Yeah. So it's catch 22. Yeah. yeah. I, find, I find that the, the mixer crowd, like I've been to a few events with the mixer people and they just seem to like all get along. And I don't know if it's just the way I'm looking at it because I'm not, you know, like I'm just kind of like on the outskirts, kind of like watching and stuff. Cause I'm more of a people watcher. But like I've been to Twitch parties and I've been to you know seeing where like the Twitch booths and stuff like I've been in both of them in like the the very you know exclusive corners of those and um it's a very different vibe you know yeah. and, and I'm hoping that 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 I need becomes to explore the, the mixer scene more as a as yeah. a developer I I will admit I focused on Twitch right 
pretty much exclusively in my yeah. marketing career. But uh, my friend, my good friend works at Mixer and he's always talking it up. And it's just, we don't have those meetups here. Yeah. But Twitch is just on the, the forefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's, yeah, it's the bigger company right now. And even though Microsoft backs Mixer, it's still like of the smaller meetups. Yeah. Right. It's, it's much mm-hmm. smaller. So maybe that's, maybe that's why, you know, like people are, are closer because it is smaller and the community of, of bigger streamers are very small. So it's definitely possible. You know, I mean, as I stream on Twitch and um, as, as somebody who streams there, it's just kind of like, you feel like you're a tadpole in a giant pond. Like it's very, very, very large and you, you do get, you know, negative. And I didn't think this thing until I experienced it, you know, um, after I went, and streamed for three months full time. And I did experience negativity from other women. And I never really talked about it because it was just very like, like you get that. You don't want to be negative. You don't exactly. want to be that girl. Yeah. Oh, don't be that girl that like <laughs> talks about me getting harassed. And yeah. Don't call it out. Like, yeah. it's just, and the whole thing too, you get the guys on the other end too that are just like, you get fucked pretty like da, 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 like things like that and all that that fun fun stuff um yeah. you know and you just you just feel very isolated especially and it is already kind of in a sense an isolating job because you literally sit in your room for hours on end every day and just you, you know talk to people that are watching you but you're you don't have that same personal connection that you would if you were socializing face to face it can be very isolating especially when no one else in that part of the community that you were trying to connect with is you know welcoming that connection i remember when when we would do the show we would get some pretty nasty comments and i would i'd see them and i would own them when they'd be like oh you know you're you're super pretty. You should do like naked shots. And I'm like, I don't know if anyone really wants to see that from me, but thank you. You know, it's always like, you know, kind of like very nice buffer. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to be that, that buffer, but it's hard when you're alone, you know, and, and and women, I feel like have that, that feeling of aloneness and it's, it's, you know, a lot of vulnerability, especially with the the very toxic people, both men and women. Yeah. My, my favorite comment we ever got was, um, and I, I got this not so much on my personal, but when we did the show, my favorite comment was whenever someone would point out that my hair was short and ask me if I was a lesbian. <laughs> so that was always a fun time. Yeah. Like just because I have short hair doesn't mean anything. Not like I don't I think that's really kind of rude of you to just assume. I mean, like I am queer, but I am <laughs> my hair doesn't define who I am. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's not how don't call works. me out like this. I know. I'm <laughs> totally attacked. To put sticks by sticks and your person walks out. Like, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, like, like the community can be absolutely amazing. Like, I have so many wonderful viewers and watchers, and I, I befriended them. And, you know, we have such a great time, and they're such wonderful people, and they constantly come back. But, you know, you do get those pockets of people that you try to connect with, and those pockets of, you know, um, individuals that just like to come in just to stir the pot. And it's just, I know that's just internet culture in itself, but you know, True. as a streamer, when you're really trying to just enjoy doing what you love, it can yeah. kind of be really not fun. <laughs> yeah. And going off what you're saying, like it's internet culture and yet it's taboo, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes like I experienced getting bullied like super hardcore. And mm-hmm. when I would talk to um, my male friends that were friends with the person that was bullying me, I'd be like, 
listen, this is happening and this is like really just unnecessary and I don't know what's going on and it's all one-sided. Like I'm not engaging at all. Right. And they're like, oh, well, we don't really want to be a part of it. Or like, well, she has other things to say about you. I'm like, wow. And then you still (laughs) want to be a mutual friend of mine, even though you just said that to me to my face. Like, wow. How does that make any sense? Like, Like, okay, well, I really don't need like your support or your friendship if you're going to say like you're going to support my bully like publicly. That's Bye, Felicia. Yeah, right? (laughs) No one needs that. Sometimes you do have to take sides. Like sometimes there is someone that's wrong and someone that's like going out of their way to harass someone. And I, I, yeah, I struggle with the fact that people are like, oh, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. But that's how things don't change is if you don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. there's so many enablers and so many, like, wherever there's something wrong in society and anything, like, mm-hmm. if there's just enablers. Like, yeah. who's enabling Trump right now, you know? Yeah. That's a doozy, but I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. All right. So, speaking of being online and socially, uh, give us all your plugs. Where can people find you when they can find out about the game? Everything. Give us, give us all of it. Oh, sure. We're on Steam and Early Access. If you just type in Elo Hell on Steam, that pops up. I think, yeah, that's the only game with Elo Hell in the title. <laughs> Which sure. is funny because we're our, like top search results not on Google and yeah, uh, sorry, and YouTube. Which just oh, kind of awesome. happened organically. We didn't even have to pay anyone to do that, which was really cool. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> that's great. And I'm now running a brand new Instagram. That's Exoto Games Studios. And I also manage the Exoto Games Twitter. And we have a newsletter on our website, elohellgame.com. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. So now we've gotten to know you a little bit. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to play our little uh, Women's Month game. Sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is John Donatio, a.k.a. Some Beauty to Love, just one of the lovely hosts here at the Party Up Podcast, and I want to say thank you. Yes, that's right. I'm thanking each and every one of you right now for listening. Uh, You guys make it all worth it. I also want to welcome all of you to our special Women's Month episodes. Uh, We have some big stuff planned for you this month, and so you really don't want to miss out. We have all kinds of entertaining guests, and we're going to talk about women and the industries that we love so much and how influential they are. We love spending time with you here and on our social media pages, just like on Facebook and Twitter. And you can join our little groups there with, that we uh, we share all of the uh, the fresh memes, the news, trailers, and all types of info about the podcast. Uh, if you want to join our Facebook, you go to facebook.com slash groups slash party up podcast. And on Twitter, we are party up tweets. That's right. Twitter.com slash party up tweets. And also, like we've said a million times, we love doing all of this stuff for you. You warm all of our hearts. You really do. But when it comes right down to it, we don't get paid for any of this. We don't get paid to just scream into your ears uh, every week for fun. But if you would like to help us out, you can join the Patreon for as little uh, as a dollar a month. There are all kinds of tiers set up for you to enjoy so much different content for you guys to enjoy. um, And all coming from your little favorite group of misfits. That's us. Uh, Every little bit helps, and we appreciate everything and anything that you can give. Either way, we really hope you enjoy the show, but visit patreon.com slash partyuppodcast. 
And just so you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Mixer, all the same name. That's at SomeBeardy2Love. That's a number two, and it's not spelled out, just a numerical two. Also, don't forget that you can save your beard some money if you want to make it look as good as mine. You can go to FableBeardCo.com. Use promo code SB2L15 at checkout for 15% off your next purchase. Uh, if you're in the market for some gaming chairs, some beautiful, comfy gaming chairs, just like the ones Katie and I have, actually, be sure to hit up RaynorGaming.com. That's R-A-Y-N-O-R Gaming.com. And you can save 10% on your next chair by using the promo code BEARDY10. That's all one word. Uh, let's see. Also, I'll be doing a 12-hour charity stream for the Trevor Project on April 5th, starting at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, I'm going to have beard oil giveaways, game code giveaways, all kinds of giveaways. Uh, but if you want to be entered into a way to win those giveaways, you will have to donate at least $5 to my special project here. So you can go to my donation page at give.thetrevorproject.org slash somebeardy2love. Remember, that's the two, the numerical two. It's not spelled out. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to us here on the Party Up podcast. Uh, we hope that you have been enjoying it so far. And we have a little bit more for you, so let's go back to the show! And we're back! What's going on, everybody? Hey! Uh, welcome back to Party Up Podcast. We have our very special guest, Angelina, from Exoto Games. And we are here, uh, we, we talked a little bit before about her whole career and being a, a woman in the industry, which was... Fantastic. Um, all right, look, we are at uh, getting close to the end of our first episode of Women's Month here at Party Up Podcast, and I presented a question to all of you beforehand um, to pick your favorite three female characters that are badass for whatever reason, whatever you you find them as an influence, whatever it is. Um, I want to. I want to hear them. I have my three, and I know that you guys have yours as well. So yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. As 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 um as our as our guest Angelina, why don't you go first? Yes, go first. Sure. Um, my first and uh, my favorite one that I think really created progress in the gaming industry and the ripple effect will be to the entire entertainment industry. Uh, something that's been talked about more in the industry is mental health and the different ways people face their demons and i thought senua from hellblade was a fantastic voice actress performance Mm. and action of that and really uh they took the time to do their research about Mm. schizophrenia and other mental illnesses you can really tell that it's hyper realistic and (laughs) yeah i uh i i actually reviewed that game for gaming access weekly i gave it a 10 oh Um, i was i was so impressed with that game um, but it was also way too real. And I got very like, you know, I talked about my depression and anxiety and how they kind of like nailed that feeling. Um, and they really did a good job with that. That's a really, that's a really good pick. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. And yeah. I think I always feel so comforted even, um, even if I don't have like everything that people are talking about um I feel very comforted to know that people feel comfortable talking about the, the struggles that they face. And acknowledging that it's okay to seek help or take medication and to control it in a healthy way, not just get some street Xanax and push your feelings down, you know? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, Which we try to do sometimes too. <laughs> very, very positive to, to talk about uh, how to address things in a healthy, uh, positive way that doesn't, um, you know, yeah. burden other aspects of your life. Like you can just seek help and everything else has you can do as you always have done, but just the addition of a mental health routine kind of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great pick. Yeah, and uh, doing a complete 180, I just absolutely love the aesthetic of the the lead girls, especially the KDA girls are so cute and fun. And I think um, KDA Pop Stars was a really like empowering female anthem. That's from League. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, I, was like, I was like, I was like, wait, where is that <laughs> she, from? She said, I, she said yeah, I know. I know. I, my mind blanked. I was like, wait a minute. Why do I? I know that. Yeah. So um, I just absolutely love that video and um, I'm doing a KDA Evelyn cosplay. And I think oh, that's awesome. The song and everything about that is, has such a good message of like overcoming you know, adversity and obstacles and naysayers. Just focus on your end game and smash your goals. Hell yeah. Awesome. That's all I, I love got. It. Yeah. That, no, oh, okay. You have the two? Well, I've said the KDA. Girls. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah the whole, the whole so, squad. Yeah. The whole squad. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, awesome! Those are great. Those are and good explanation as well. That's uh, that's awesome. It's it's definitely fun to see now, like the abundance of women characters, and that's why we, I think we wanted to celebrate all of them. Okay, oh, yeah. Derek or Katie? I got you. All right. All right. So, um, again. Because I'm predictable. Um, <laughs> I chose one of my characters as Femme Shep, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. All right. Predictable, you know. Yep. Um, only because I really appreciate the fact that initially when Mass Effect was released, the cover art was of Femme Shep and not Male Shep. And it was fronted by Femme Shep. Yeah. Um, and then everyone was kind of up in arms about it. Um, but, you know, I personally, as much as I do like um, Mel Shep's, you know, voice actor and, you know, the work that he's done. Fem Shep is just, I don't know what it is. I mean, she was actually really first character out of any character that I have ever resonated with. And like, I literally cried, like actual, mm-hmm. like belly aching tears, you know what I mean? During that entire trilogy. And just uh-huh. like, and that character, she just had so much, that voice actress is amazing. She just yeah. had so much, like, so much strength to her. And her being a female, I think just kind of gave it that much more of a push for me because it made me really realize I was like, you know, she's a badass bitch and <laughs> she can really, she's going to save the entire galaxy from the Reapers and yeah. she's going to help either. Well, in my playthrough, she's going to help unite organic synthetics. Um, <laughs> we love synthesize ending. Um, but you know, she just, everything that she did, especially, you know, just, Oh, I just, uh, just everything that happened, she just was so strong and she was such a role model for me. And I literally would say to myself, you know, if Commander Shepard can do it, I can do it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like in my regular day to day things with my mental health, like, <laughs> you know, if I have anxiety because I can't talk on the appointment, I'd be like, Commander Shepard could have done this, so I can do this. You know what I mean? That's so awesome. she was just, I think she's just that entire franchise just is really important to me. But like, the, she specifically like made it that 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 entire game series just that much more impactful for me especially being very impressionable you know when i played it um and my second one is uh you know samus from metroid 
um, because no one knew that Samus was a girl until the end of the game. Yeah. And that big reveal. Yeah. And that's insane because that was 1986, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just that in itself, like, in become such an iconic character with everything and everyone knows like non-damsel in distress character yes and like the fact that like she was the first character that was able to just like bust through shit and just really just make a name for herself she would you know kick butt and take names like and ask questions later you know what i mean i just that just was so important to me me being a sci-fi nerd like literally just all of that encompassed into one character and like it and the fact that the gender literally made like did not matter in that sense like because literally everyone played and didn't know like they everyone assumed that default character is a male at that point in time you know but like it wasn't which means that gender does not matter (laughs) Uh, let's shout it from the rooftops friends and family um uh, you know, and I just that was just <laughs> so absolutely awesome. And I, I didn't know that um, that that was I didn't I didn't know that she was the first non damsel in distress character until I started doing my own research on it like a couple years ago. And I was like, holy yeah. crap, this is so cool. Um, and then my third person isn't a video game character. It's actually a developer. OK, um, so uh, my goodness, Donna Bailey, um, mm. who created Benepede, um, Honestly, like, sh- I, and I did uh, in in college. I did a paper, um, one of my term papers, of female representation in gaming development. Oh, nice. um, and that's I I delved into the whole GamerGate situation and the doxing and then everything that went down. Yeah. Um, you know, with the beginning with Atari and female representation. And this woman, she she was the only software engineer in 1980 that was female, especially with it being um, her working at Atari. Didn't she um, just get a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Game yes, Award? Yes, she did. Yes, yeah. she did. Okay, I know exactly who this is now. <laughs> uh, um, and, you know, she she always described it as the fact that she, you know, she felt like she was constantly in a frat house fighting herself for recognition. And she was just pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, yeah. um, she was just really trying to uh, put on as much as she could and take on as much as she could prove to everyone that just because she was a woman doesn't can't create proper wonderful amazing games and actually the and guy that you know his name is also on this game um initially got all the recognition for it and he was just a like a supervisor of it she 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 developed the whole game um and she said that she felt like there was so much pressure because she was the only female and she being watched a lot more often she criticized a lot more often and we still see this today you know Um, in any, you know, career. And the fact that she really, I, she, ever since I, I learned about her, I just really kind of attached myself to the idea that, you know, you can always fight for something that you love to do, fight for something that you believe in, you know, you really want it, you can do it. Just yeah. really don't let anyone stop you from, from being the best person that you want to be and being oh, the yeah. person that you need to be in order to make a difference and make a change. And honestly, Donna Bailey, like, Kudos to you, girl. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Well, that all right, you two thing. knocked it out of the park. What should we and Derek have to say now? Well, yeah, I mean, knocked it out of the park, absolutely. I mean, all those were fantastic choices. I'm actually, I, I was taking a gamble with one of my choices. I was like, I know someone's going to say her name. 
And Katie, you took one of my choices. Luckily, That's I had. Why I said I, it first. Luckily, <laughs> I. Luckily, I had a backup. But I will one hundred percent agree that Samus Aran is by far one of the most iconic female characters, based just based on the fact of that massive reveal at the oh, end yeah. of the game, where you're just like playing. And you're like, this is badass. You're, you know, destroying all the aliens, Metroids, going crazy. And then you find out that it's a young woman behind that mask who is that, you know, one of the craziest intergalactic bounty hunters to ever exist. Like, Samus Aran, like, really yep. set, set that bar and continued to raise that bar, I feel, uh, yeah. in gaming. And so yep. she is definitely like ha was one of my choices, but um I I went a little old school with some of my choices. Um I do have one that's a bit newer. Um, one of my absolute favorite characters, regardless of what you think about the game, uh Joanna Dark from Perfect oh. Dark, mm -hmm. because this game got <laughs> released. This game got released right after the Double O Seven game got released and everybody of course you know big james bond uh fans out there the movie was you know this the whole 007 franchise huge male fronted uh and then to have perfect dark come out where you're playing uh, like in a a sci-fi version of bond that's a female was yeah. for me so awesome badass Jeez. character do you remember what game we played on yes, the do. first time we met? <laughs> oh, was it Perfect it was, Dark? Yep. It was the, literally wow. the, the female person, uh, the female version of 007. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Perfect Dark. But that's, but that's how I felt about uh, this character. I was just like, to see the game be released right after 007, which yeah. hands down is one of the best... Uh, no matter what anybody has to say, one of the best N64 releases ever. Uh, popularity of this game through the roof. Perfect Dark, I felt, managed to not be overshadowed by it, at least from in my realm of gaming, like in my to my knowledge, because the, it was a solid. The story was cool. The game I liked is very similar to 007 at the time, so I enjoyed it for that. And the female lead in it was fucking badass. She kicked ass. She like went through and ended up, you know, the story twist of everything being about aliens, everything like that. I thought that she was definitely a solid character. Appreciated her. Um, nice. okay. The other, the other pick I had, again, regardless of what you might think about the game itself, but this was a title that I also thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Alex Royvis, who was the lead for Eternal Darkness. And oh, yeah. yeah, and you know what? Listen again, no matter how you felt about the game, a lot of people probably never even played that game. But this is a character for me that you're dealing with a psychological, uh, zombie esque like game with time travel and saving the world, and it just it completely crazy stuff going on in this game. But Alex in this it was the main protagonist for this. And basically her backstory was that she's a university student who encounters this like sinister tome and she's basically burdened uh, as humanity's last stand against what is known as the ancients. 
And this was mm. something like if you follow the storyline that her grandfather was more or less killed uh, over him doing research about this. And at the end of the game, you, you save the world. She, she, she saves the world. And for me, fantastic game. The character was solid. You know, again, both between the hardships of trying to, you know, find out what happened to her grandfather and then having to save the world and having this placed upon her shoulders. The protagonist in her was fantastic. I loved her as, as, a, as a lead. And uh, since I had to kind of go into uh, my fourth pick, um, again, another one that I was going to run a, a bit of a risk here, depending on what everybody else had, um, <laughs> more, more so of a recent title. Um, I'm going to go with Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Like, hey, both of you. I'm sorry. Of my <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But hey, listen. But great minds here, uh, really, when it comes yeah. to some of these also, choices. Also, we can just say that we need more female characters. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. There was a. There was a. There's a ton out there that, if you really think about it, like in some way, shape, or form, have influenced whether you realize it I or have, not. I like, have two backups, but I'll. Okay. Uh... All right. Cool. But yeah, Aloy from Horizon is just like. You, how can you go wrong with a character that strong from yeah. you know from the whole story that she that she shares with us that the game shares with us it's just fantastic from beginning to end and i've said this plenty of times i'm a sucker for a really good story we all are and she you felt everything that was going on with her and her overcoming everything from being cast out as a child to saving their world you know it's it, you can't go wrong with aloy being a, a, a strong protagonist a positive influence and definitely someone that you can look at to be like you know that's a pretty badass character who someone you know that over overcame oh yeah the, the you know being outcasted uh -huh. and if that's not if that's not a uh you know you know, sort of like a, a hidden hidden layer of how mm -hmm. many women feel in the gaming industry itself. Yeah. I, I don't know what is. Exactly, exactly. Solid you know. choice. Uh so uh th those are my those are my picks. That, those are great picks also. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. So uh my one and two were actually Aloy and Samus. Oh um, man. So <laughs> yeah, I, I very much agree with all of you. Um Samus being really the first woman protagonist that wasn't a damsel in distress and could hold her own is, is amazing. Samus is great. Um, Aloy, we've discussed amazing character, um, 100%. A, a fantastic badass. Um, I do have two backups in case that happened. Cause I figured, you know, we're gonna, so now all of mine are now modern characters and there are a great lot of, of characters from back in the day, Jill Valentine and uh, Eve from Parasite Eve. Um, there's there's very many uh, really great women characters. Um, so I guess what was my third choice, uh, but now my first choice is um, Sorella Fiona Ellen Rhiannon, which is Siri from Witcher Three. Um, um, Siri nice. is a fantastic character and someone that while feels like there might be a damsel in distress type of of beginning to her she shows that she can 100 percent handle her own and she doesn't need anyone's protection or help um her power set and her moves and her agility um you know beat 
beat all. And um, she really is a fantastic, strong character um, that you that you feel that connection to, um, especially playing as Geralt and and that father figure almost. But at the same time, he knows like he just wants to make sure she's okay, but absolutely knows deep down that she can handle her own. She is a full fledged witcher, you know, like mm-hmm. super badass. Um, so I guess my I guess my new two then would be um to be from uh near automata um is she really she's she, i mean i don't know i think she's super badass i mean oh, I, no, I absolutely to, i had to come out with this on the fly because I, oh, I, I, I i'm being, I'm being, a, I'm being an because if i'm gonna be particular to be is actually an android and doesn't have a female body so you know oh, what i, I mean hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to Wow! So, First of all, love well, her. I regardless, love her. she is a she is a female protagonist she is who is, who is uh, an amazing <laughs> character, and and you know what what starts off is android. Uh, quickly, we see that um, you know androids do uh, dream in their sleep. Uh, you know they they absolutely do have feelings, and um, and it is and she's a wonderful character. Oh yeah, uh, I love her growth. Yeah, I really do appreciate that growth that she goes through. Um, and I guess if I'm if I'm gonna pick a third, I wanted to pick someone that that didn't just break amazing female boundaries, but also someone who broke boundaries in the almost that LGBT way, um, and that's Tracer. Oh, uh, I love my baby. Yeah, Good Tracer. Pick. Good pick. Tracer is the the staple of Overwatch. She is front cover. She is the absolute icon of Overwatch, and she is. And she is gay and she is amazing. You know, like oh, she yeah. is a badass with a great attitude who overcomes all the challenges. Um, and, and she is a fantastic character. And, and when you see it, you know, obviously like in game, you don't, you really get that, but there's a lot of outside of game that really tells her story in the, you know, in the way that, that makes her a, a truly amazing female character. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So. And I think oh, all yeah. like Overwatch are, are really great, but you know, yeah. Tracer, since Tracer's the, the main, she's um, she gets my pick. She was my first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, May is Bay always, but I'm just ah! saying that Tracer is. I am that demon that plays May. The demon nice. May that puts up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Those are actually really solid picks, man. Those are really good. Like, yeah, those are yeah, good. I mean, obviously, great minds think alike when it comes to yeah. female characters. I do uh I do want to go ahead and toss out some honorable mentions. I posed the question via Facebook and uh got oh, some nice. interesting uh got some uh, interesting choices ranging uh not just in the protagonist role but just in video games in general. Uh female characters right. that were either favorited or you know they felt influenced that the you know the people that that chose them. Uh, one of them, which I'm surprised none of us actually uh, mentioned, I thought it was definitely going to be mentioned, but was brought up on Facebook, was uh, Ellie from The Last of Us. Aww. Fantastic character. Oh, yeah, okay. Ellie from The Last of Us. Um, we also had um, a couple other interesting choices. Uh, Orchid from Killer Instinct. Uh, was uh, okay. a choice, yeah. You know, when it comes to fighting games, there's listen, yeah, a lot of strong female characters in a lot of these fighting games. Some of their backstory is pretty cool. Chun Li yeah. was was also yeah. a choice. Chun Li, you know, Chun Li, hundred percent. I think the difference with fighting games though is a lot of the fighting female fighters are over sexualized, and I think that's yeah, 
Yeah. That's why I think it didn't come to any of us to really like pick them as, and it, it's not the character's fault. It's obviously right. the people that, right. You know, right. That stuff. Uh, side note though, the ones that did pick up the, uh, I'm sorry, pick the, uh, female fighters were actually females who actually uh, posted their names. So I thought awesome. that was good. One of the reasons huh. actually someone gave me for the Chun-Li choice was because she was a badass fighter with thick legs. And yeah. So she's like, that felt made me feel comfortable about myself and that I could kick oh. some ass too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so that was, that was a good one. Um, a and then we also got Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. As one, okay, yeah. Um, Lightning from Final Fantasy, I believe, mm. was uh, oh, yeah, 13? Yeah. 13? Uh, 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah, 13. Uh, and then we had uh, Shinoa from Castlevania. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that was That's a right. good one. Uh, and then we also had um, Chevia from Resident Evil, excuse me, Chevia from Resident Evil 5. Uh, Claire from the Resident Evil series, yeah. uh, though not a protagonist. Uh, Quiet from MGS. Um, Talk about homosexual. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Noriko from Heavenly Sword. Um, yeah. Somebody had mentioned Hat Kid. Um, and then, uh, of wow. course, you know, Laura Croft was a big choice, wow. too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, overall, a, a decent list of And her uh, of reboots characters. are so good. I love yes. them. They're oh. so amazing. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, the John Ova, Tomb Raider is beautiful. That was, that was some, uh, some, a really great list from our Facebook uh, people. Hell, yeah, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Great input awesome. from them. But uh, overall, I mean, I honestly, like, in every game that I've played um, where I have like the ability to have more than just one character. I always like to have a female character um, and just, you know, play as a strong female. I love games with strong fronted, uh, you know, female protagonists like uh, horizon and all, a lot of the choices yeah. that we spoke about today. It's awesome, man. It's, it's, it's fantastic to know that the gaming industry more uh, more so now than ever before and continues to do so um yeah. you know is developing these strong female leads and and leads of all sorts that are being more inclusive to the gaming community yes. you know so that's uh-huh. always great to see and and just giving these grand stories and allowing people to relate to these characters on a deeper level that's that's what gaming's about man that's what i really enjoy i really like seeing yeah. the direction it's going in yeah when you can get lost into a game where you feel as though that you have the engine you have that emotion that and it's just it makes it that much more just influential and yeah. like oh my god like when i can get lost in a game like that my just being is like I'm obsessed with this. This is my. This is part of me now. Yeah. I need this, and I need to play this ten more times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, that is. I think that is a good conclusion for the first Women's Month episode with video games. And Angelina, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, one last time for the listeners, Angelina, if you can definitely throw out the plugs. Uh, for everything you're involved in, let them know one last time so they can go ahead and, and stay up to date with everything. Yeah, thank you. I manage the Exoto Games Twitter. It's just at Exoto Game. And then um, I also help work on the newsletters that um, you get if you sign up at elohellgame.com. 
And now we have an Instagram, Exoto Games Studios. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. And then uh, for our listeners, as per usual, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, so you can be part of some of our conversations. The Twitter handle is at Party Up Tweets. Uh, you can be part of our Facebook group where we post a lot of conversation pieces and memes and different topics and so forth. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Party Up Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Party Up Podcast. And uh, as we like to mention on every show, if you like what you hear, uh, and you want to help us develop more as far as content goes and try to help us dive into other mediums besides just audio, head over to patreon.com slash party up podcast. You can become a direct supporter for just as little as a dollar a month. Um, we do have reward tiers set up for those looking to donate a little extra. Um, some of the tiers includes uh, just conversation pieces that don't make the air here on the show. Um, and then uh, moving forward at the end of every month, uh, you're going to go ahead and get a full-fledged episode uh, for being a Patreon member. And again, that's exclusive just to that site. It isn't something we're going to release on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Um, so make sure you head over there, show your support. And even if you don't do that, something by sharing our social media, being part of our social media, or just taking a listen each and every week, we thank you for that support. And we appreciate you guys thoroughly. Uh, next week, I believe that Katie, you are going to be taking the reins on anime. And I oh, yeah. believe also that we will have yet another special guest on the show. Yeah. Yes, we will. I'm so awesome. excited. Yep. So freaking excited. And I love fronting <laughs> anime, anime week two months in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly such a gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, uh, we have more stuff in store uh, this month. We're going to also be covering uh, film, and we're also going to have a special guest for that week. I'll be fronting that show. And then at the end of the month, we're also going to be discussing um females and women uh in uh the realms of pop culture so which we might actually have a guest for that one as well oh awesome fantastic so yeah, yeah. lots coming on the show uh, we appreciate again you guys tuning in each and every week keep doing so spread the word and uh that's why we do it each and every week for you guys so that's going to be up. a wrap on this week uh, for myself, John, Katie, Angelina, again, thank you for joining us and everybody for being involved in the show. We will catch you guys next time on a brand new episode of the Party Up podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>